Welcome to Moonshot. I'm Christopher Lawson, and in this episode, I want to give you an update on the future of food. We conducted an experiment to evaluate how well Whopper fans know their beloved Whopper. The people you will see here are real people, and these are their real reactions. I've probably eaten about two Whoppers a week for the last 20 years. I love Whoppers. I've turned Burger King into a crime scene a time or two. I absolutely love beef. Beef all the way. What you're listening to is an April Fool's ad spot from US burger giant Burger King. And this year, Burger King decided it was time to mess with their Whoppers. If it's not beef, I don't want it. First bite, I would know the difference between beef and whatever else you have. Little do they know, their Whopper patty was actually made from plants. You're f***ing kidding me. We're not, Grant. <laughs> Wait, plant what, what are you talking about? No animals, just plants. Really? <laughs> this is a f***ing cow. <laughs> no f***ing cow. Tastes like a Whopper. Tastes like a Whopper. Tastes like a beef burger. It's made of f***ing beef right here. You see that? It's beef. We swear, it's not beef. That's impossible. It tasted just like a Whopper should taste. And yes, that impossible taste came from Burger King's partnership with Impossible Foods. They're the company that's trying to recreate the taste of meat with plant-based products, and they're doing so at a molecular level. And that move was part of a big push towards clean food that is quickly seeing 2019 become the year of clean meat products. We talked about this idea of creating fake meat-like products from plants back in Season 1, and it's becoming more widely available now. Burger King's new patties are no joke, and they aren't the only company looking at meat-free alternatives. Just two weeks after Burger King, Del Taco announced it too was getting in on the plant meat revolution, teaming up with Beyond Meat to offer a meatless taco. In February 2019, Australian burger chain Grilled introduced a Beyond Burger to its stores, Their new burger was so successful that on the 15th of April, they held a national meat-free day in all of their restaurants, saying it was because even carnivores deserve a day off. But meat is not the only food product being recreated with plants. So right now we're in the middle of Just Plant Library. What you'll find in these containers are powders, roots, beans, seeds from over 60 countries. This is from a series called Innovation Nation from the Discovery Channel, and the company they're profiling is Just. Just say they've created a plant database that increases the probability of discovering new plants to use in creating sustainable food. They test plants for things like gumminess, chewiness, resilience, and fracturability. And the first Just product was a mayonnaise from Yellow Peas. They now have a salad dressing range, cookie dough, an egg alternative, and are looking at creating meat from cells. The whole idea is that that chicken in itself has an unlimited source of itself, and there is a way where you can take just a handful of cells and keep growing them essentially infinitely. Unlike Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods, In addition to their plant-based products, Just is looking at creating real meat from existing animals using cells from things like feathers, and they've raised more than 200 million US dollars in the process. It was an out-of-body experience to sit there and, and eat a chicken, but have the chicken that you're eating running around in front of you. You don't imagine doing something like that. Now, Just has previously come under some controversy. When the company was originally called Hampton Foods, 
It ran into an issue over labelling and was accused of sending their own employees out to buy products off the shelves. An article in Business Insider quoted some unnamed former employees who said that the startup exaggerated how advanced their technology was and that the company pushed them beyond their ethical comfort levels. Another company looking at molecular reconstruction meats is Finless Foods. Like Just, Finless Foods looks at the biochemical process that happens in fish and recreating that in a lab. Singaporean company Shiok Meats is also creating clean seafood and meat from cells. They're currently growing seafood from prawns, crabs, shrimp and lobster, and launched their shrimp dumplings in early 2019. At Shiok Meats, we grow crustacean meat by employing cellular agriculture. We use stem cells from a small part instead of the entire animal. Dairy is another food group going under the microscope. Like meat, producing dairy is contributing to climate change, and there are companies trying to solve for that issue by trying to recreate the experience of dairy using plants. Animal-free milk alternatives have been around for a while and are now pretty commonplace. People can buy oat, almond, coconut, soy, hemp, flax or rice milk, and they all have a distinct flavour. But the one problem with these alternatives is they don't actually behave like milk. You can't just take your soy milk and then start churning it to get a nice butter. One of the companies looking at creating animal-free dairy is Perfect Day, and they're doing it through fermentation. They created a specialised yeast that converts sugar into milk protein, which is the key to their technology and their entire platform. If you're wondering what our process actually looks like, imagine a beer brewery. If you walk into our production process in the future, there'll be these beautiful giant stainless steel tanks. Inside it will be yeast that's converting sugar into milk protein for human use. That was Permal Gandhi, co-founder of Perfect Day, talking at the Slush conference in 2017. In 2018, the company announced a joint development agreement with Archer Daniels Midland Company, one of the world's largest food and agricultural providers. The agreement will help Perfect Day scale their production and get their product to the world. Similar to Perfect Day, Clara Foods made a specialised yeast that they ferment with sugar to create an egg alternative. The idea is that by recreating egg, you can then use that egg product in all of your baking. So whether it be a cake or some pasta, you can then take that fake egg and create whatever you want. And we'll continue our update on the future of food right after this break. Welcome back to Moonshot. I'm Christopher Lawson. And you might already be noticing a theme here. A lot of these food providers that we're talking about are trying to recreate the molecular structure of the original products to create their clean alternatives. The thought is that by recreating that structure that allows you to better mimic the original product. So you can have dairy that actually behaves like dairy, that you can churn and turn into butter or into other products. So we've created a milk made from plants. Uh, and that milk is it's a purely plant-based uh, product or formula. Uh, and what it does that's really special is it mimics or it acts just like real dairy milk. So in the same way that you could take dairy milk and use it to create ice cream or sour cream or hard cheeses or everything in between, you can use our plant-based milk in the same way. 
This is Elon Steinhardt, the CEO and co-founder of Eclipse Foods, a Silicon Valley company that's planning to take on the dairy industry with their plant-based alternatives. It's really special because, as it turns out, the thing that really influences the flavor and the texture and the functionality of the end product is largely the process that you use to get to that product, right? Like milk becoming mozzarella versus milk becoming cream versus milk becoming everything else. Uh, the process is, a, is really important. So we're able to take our plant-based milk, use that same process to get to the end product. And what it means is that our products are really, really similar in the taste, texture, and functionality, which is what consumers care about in the end. Eclipse Foods launched in March of 2019 after going through Y Combinator. But the founders have a history in this space. Elon previously worked at the Good Food Institute, a non-profit which promotes plant-based and clean meat products in the market. And Thomas Bowman, the other co-founder, previously worked at Hampton Creek, or Just, which we spoke about earlier. He was a director of product development and directly helped create products like Just Mayo. And the founders say they've come up with a way of creating milk that behaves exactly like the real thing, allowing you to create other products like cheese or cream. And Elon says in just a few short months, the company has now created around 15 prototype products. What we did is we looked at, at dairy milk and we said, what is this? Like, why is it so magical? Why is it able to do all the things that it does? Because it, it really is a pretty special product, right? Um, and we reverse engineered it. We, we looked at the molecular composition. We looked at the, the minerals and the nutrients and the way that they behave in all these different, um, all these different settings and temperatures and things like that. And we created our milk, our plant-based milk, to mimic exactly that. And so by reverse engineering dairy milk, we made this plant-based milk that has these qualities that make it then be able to behave like dairy milk. Uh, we basically forced micelle formations within our plant-based milk. So micelles, we like to say, are like the magic of milk. There are these microscopic structures that allow dairy milk to turn into all of its different forms, from a liquid to a semi-solid to a, a hard solid to everything in between. Um, and basically getting those structures uh, that are typically found in casein uh, to be found in our plant-based milk is what enables that functionality. Now, Airline says that they've run comparisons on some of their prototypes and claims that the Eclipse Foods product is so good that in blind tastings, the majority of people couldn't tell the difference between their plant-based product and the real thing. We actually did a blind taste test. Uh, with our sour cream and the best sour cream in the world. Uh, and 80% of people couldn't tell the difference between our sour cream, which we had created in like a month and a half, and the best-selling sour cream in the world. Now, that's, that's a testament to this process actually working uh, with our plant-based milk. And so um, we, of all these 15 prototypes, we've chosen uh, essentially one that we're going to go to market with first. Um, and right now we're in very, very, very late stages of refining that formula um, and uh, signing on a production partner to produce it. And we should be in market uh, this year for sure. And that one prototype that's becoming the very first Eclipse Foods product is ice cream. When we were thinking about what product to go to market uh, with, there were obviously a lot of options because we had 
quite a few prototypes. Um, but we thought about ice cream as, as this product that people are fanatical about, right? Like people in Minnesota or whatever have you, a very cold place, um, will wait in the winter in line outside for a frozen dessert, right? Like no one does that for cream cheese. Um, so, so we thought, let's go with something that people truly love to show them that, hey, like plant-based can be just as good. It doesn't require any sacrifice. It makes you feel better and you can eat along with your values. Um, and then from there, expand, expand horizontally and take over the whole dairy space. And we'll continue looking at the current state of the plant-based protein market right after this short break. All right, let's talk about a record-breaking IPO. Beyond Meat begins trading on the NASDAQ. Tell us about that. On May 2nd, 2019, Beyond Meat became the first of the alternative protein companies to go public on the NASDAQ. It was a sign of validation for the mission of all companies working on clean meat products, as investors rallied around the stock, sending the share price soaring on the first day. Brian, as you said, it was a record-breaking day. Uh, Beyond Meat Incorporated share price nearly tripled and ended at over $65 a share, up 163% from its IPO price. For IPOs over $200 million, this was the best first day open in nearly two decades. Beyond Meat, uh, it's sort of like an alternative meat. That stock surging 160%, company going public. Now, Burger King is rolling out its own impossible Whopper nationwide. So this meatless trend is certainly out there. Joining us now from New York is Seth Goldman. He's the executive chairman of Beyond Meat. Seth, great to be able to be with you. Congratulations on your IPO today with the stock surging. Thank you. It's a really exciting day for us. The successful IPO was the biggest first day result for a company that has raised more than $200 million in almost 20 years. And considering the company warned that it may never be profitable, it has left many pundits wondering what all the fuss is about. I think a big reason for this is because you've got a lot of retail and consumer investors who are used to slow growing, kind of stodgy food retail consumer companies. And here's a company that's got its top line growing. Does it taste like it a real thing? Yeah, I mean, and it does. I mean, the Beyond uh, Meat product is actually so good that it it, it gives you, it simulates grease, it simulates the smell. My wife is a vegan and she's actually so almost scared to have yeah, it. But the fact that Beyond Meat may be growing their revenue doesn't take away from the risks some investors are seeing in the market due to the fact that they still aren't profitable with many investors speculating that the stock will eventually crash. Currently, more than a third of the company's float or shares available for trading are out on loan for investors to use for their shorting purposes. Now, since May 6, when the stock has been able to be shorted, the amount of shares borrowed has increased every single day. Today, it sits just shy of 4 million shares, worth about $340 million. Beyond Meat's successful IPO is at least an early indication that there is significant appetite for plant-based proteins. And the goal of the company is to reach those people who already eat meat and are looking to find an alternative. And according to CEO and founder Ethan Brown, their internal figures show that 93% of their customers purchase other real meat products, meaning Beyond Meat is tapping into a market that perhaps haven't considered having plant-based products in the past. 
and the success of the IPO is no doubt inspiring other investors to take a stab at companies like Eclipse Foods, which, despite launching just a few months ago, have an impressive list of investors. And we're really lucky, right? We have Initialized Capital, which is started by Alexis Ohanian, the founder of Reddit, uh, as an investor. We have uh, the creator of Gmail as one of our investors. We have the former chairman of the board of Dea Foods, which is one of the largest plant-based cheese companies out there, uh, as an investor, president of a multinational food company out of Asia, um, some more VCs, like a really exciting roster of investors who believe in what we're doing. And those folks, those amazing partners are allowing us to now hire more people, right? So we just hired uh, someone, this guy, brilliant guy straight out of college that's going to be just helping us hustle in whatever way we need. Uh, we're looking for a, uh, a marketing kind of catch-all that can help us with uh, PR and brand and social and uh, collateral marketing and all these different things. Uh, we're looking for a salesperson, a sales biz ops person that can uh, really help with not just knocking on doors, but ensuring that our clients and our customers are super happy and getting products from the co-man to the, the customer and knowing how that process works and how warehousing works and how inventory works. Um, and then on the technical side, uh, hiring people in product development. So people who understand plant-based uh, foods and can help us in creating even better products and formulas. Uh, and then people also on the, on the production side, more the engineering side and understanding how these kinds of products are produced. One of the issues that comes up frequently when discussing plant-based protein products is where they should actually sit in the supermarket. Beyond Meat have their products sitting alongside the traditional meat products, and it has livestock producers fuming. And Alon says that he thinks the Eclipse products should eventually be offered alongside other dairy items in the same way that other alternative milk products currently are. I think that what we've seen uh, with the success of uh, plant-based milks is in a large part due to where they are in the supermarket. When they were in, in these uh, packages that were shelf-stable in this sort of strange corner of the supermarket where no one saw them, uh, no one had a chance to even try them, right? And when they were moved over to the, to the dairy case, then that's when people started trying them and, and seeing like, oh, this product is actually really good and I like it. I want to keep trying it. And, and that gave the momentum to release new and better products. And, and so I think it's, it's really important that these plant-based options that consumers are seeking out, like you have 30% of millennials reporting to eating plant-based alternatives every single day, 50% eating these alternatives at least once a week or at least two times a week, actually. So it's, I think it, it makes a lot of sense to let people have that choice, right? Like we're, we're all about giving people choice and they decide what they want. Uh, and so let's give these plant-based products an even playing field. But Eclipse Foods are not currently looking at a retail future. In fact, they are actually modelling a lot of their strategy directly from companies like Impossible Foods. And they're looking to launch their first product into restaurants and other forms of food service. The idea is that customers can gain a taste for the ice cream before the company has to then go through the difficult process of actually getting it into stores. We're making products for the mainstream market. 
like through and through. So uh, we're inspired by impossible and beyond. 65% of the world's population is lactose intolerant. So, and specifically with our go-to-market with ice cream, like people are eating ice cream and paying the consequences, but they just love ice cream. So they were willing to, to have terrible stomach aches and, you know, even worse uh, because they really like these products. So for us, it's, it's obviously serving those people, it's, but it's also serving the mainstream consumer that is wanting to eat something that is better for them or wanting to eat something that is more aligned with their values or just wanting to eat something that's incredibly delicious. Like when you have a, when you have a Michelin star chef that is creating your products, they're going to come out really, really delicious. You've been listening to Moonshot. And if you enjoy this podcast and you're interested in supporting the show, we'd love it if you could jump onto your favorite social media site and search for Moonshot Pod and send us a message telling us about you and where you're listening from. This episode was hosted and edited by me, Christopher Lawson, with research and scripting from Jasmine Mee Lee. Our artwork is by Andrew Millist and our theme music comes from the great mind of Breakmaster Cylinder. We're looking for advertisers right now for the podcast to make sure that we can sustain it into the future. So if you're interested in advertising on the show, send us an email to moonshot at lawson.media. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.